0: You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikenna Okeke and be blessed.
1: Hallelujah. Happy Democracy Weekend. Praise the Lord. Our God is on the throne. James chapter 5, please. And we'll read from verse 13 to 18. James 5 13. Hallelujah. Okay. He says, Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another. That you may be healed. Let's read this one together in part B. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. And he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again. And the heaven gave rain. And the earth produced its fruit. Father, we thank you because you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. You are the Lord. You change not. Lord, we come to you this day. And we read in the scriptures that Elijah is a man with a nature like ours. And he prayed. And it was effective. It was answered. We pray that you will touch us, you will work in us, so that our own prayers will also be heard and be answered in our own generation. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, our Father. Thank you, our God. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Praise the Lord. We we have James here. James is one of the most practical of, you know, all the people who wrote in the New Testament. James, you know, wrote it like a manual. When you read James, you know what to do, you know what not to do. And here he begins in a very, you know, simple way. He says, is anyone suffering? Let him pray. In other words, are you suffering? He says, don't murmur, don't complain. The same energy that you can use to murmur, you can use to pray. The same energy you can use to complain, you can use to pray. So he says, don't waste your energy in any other thing. Praise the Lord. He said, pray with it. He said, are you cheerful? He says, sing psalms. Sing praises to the Lord. Acknowledge him. Is anyone sick? If you're sick and you're a member of the church, you have a right to send for the elders. To report, I am sick. I need prayers. And it's the responsibility of the elders, the leadership of the church, to make prayers for you. And then it says, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Now, in that anointing him with oil, I used to think that he was using anointing oil. But you see, that anointing in that particular area actually implies massage or whatever. So, whatever treatment, whether you're going to the hospital, whether you're using any other, I mean, medical means of getting well, the Bible says, let prayers be made. Praise the Lord. Okay. And 15 says, what will heal the person is the prayer of faith. So what he's saying is that it's not the anointing, it's not the panadol. Praise the Lord. It's not the, uh, the do they still do fensic? How many of us remember sick? <laughs> I just remembered it now. Okay, it's not the sick that will heal. It's the prayer of faith. So whatever you do, whether you take medicine or you don't take medicine, make sure you get the prayer of faith and the Lord will do What? Will save the sick and will raise him up in Jesus' name. He says, If he has committed sins, he'll be forgiven because that is the root of all sickness. Okay, he says, Confess your trespasses to one another, pray for one another that you may be healed. And he says, The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Elijah was a man telling us, giving us an illustration, an example with a nature like ours. And he says, He prayed. That it would not rain. And it did not rain. So his prayers were seen manifesting. Praise the Lord. And then he prayed again that it would rain. And then what happened? It rained. Okay. What an effectiveness. He had the effectiveness to stop the rain. And he had the effectiveness to do what? To release the rain. That is what we want to attain to. Praise the Lord. So this morning we want to go on and we're going to look at Elijah And the particular illustration the the word of god gave us concerning his life and learn one or two things and go forth from here being men and women that will be invaluable to our nation our generation our families our church our businesses in the name of jesus christ i've told us here if you are working for somebody you should be a treasure beyond your training you should be a treasure beyond your capacity So you're working as an accountant. I see you by the anointing upon you to become a marriage counselor, you know, a child advisor, just some treasure in that environment. Why? The Bible says you carry the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. And the anointing teaches you what? It doesn't teach you accounting only. It doesn't teach you um, uh, architecture only. It teaches you all things. So anywhere you are, whatever need, are manifests in that area by the anointing you should profess solution in the name of jesus christ so so you and i you know have been given a great privilege and as the bible is uh, emphasizing it here that we have access to the omnipotent god through prayer that we can reach god through prayer that we can speak to him that he has invited us he says call on me and i will answer he has said come let us reason together so God has opened the door so that man can come and meet him and speak with him and involve him in what happens in their world. I believe this is a privilege that we should sort, you know, have, you know, make effort to maximize and, you know, get to the fullest of it. And I trust that the Lord will begin to do that for us today in Jesus' name. The disciples themselves, after a while of following Jesus, they made a request in Luke 11.1. One. They said, Master, teach us to pray. Teach us to pray. You see, this thing we are doing, we, we are okay, we are happy, but we want to get better. Teach us to pray. Okay? And even our Lord Jesus in the, uh, the same Luke 18.1, he said, he told a parable that was, Men always ought to pray and not faint. So it is a topic, it's an area that we must never take for granted. Praise the Lord. But before we move on, I'd like us to know that the Bible was specific in that verse 16, as we're going to now go to 1 Kings 18. That uh, 16 of James was specific. It says the effective, fervent prayer of what? A righteous man avails much. Okay? I think NIV says the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Now, if you know simple English, you know that effective has an opposite. What is the opposite of effective? Ineffective. It means it's a waste of time. I pray that our prayers will no longer be ineffective in Jesus' name. So let's come to this text, and we're going to see effective prayer and ineffective prayer. I'd like to read from uh, verse 20 of 1 Kings 18. Verse 20. Verse 20, verse 18, it says, So Ahab sent for all the children of Israel and gathered the prophets together on Mount Carmel, And Elijah came to all the people and said, How long will you falter between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, follow him. But the people answered him not a word. Then Elijah said to the people, I alone am left a, a prophet of the Lord. But Baal's prophet... Are four hundred and fifty men. Therefore let them give us two bulls. And let them choose one bull for themselves. Cut it in pieces. Lay it on the wood. But put no fire under. And I'll prepare the other bull. And lay it on the wood. But put no fire under it. Then you call on the name of your gods. And I'll call on the name of the Lord. And the God who answers by fire. He is God. So all the people answered and said, it is well spoken. Now Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, choose one bull for yourselves and prepare it first. For you are many and call on the name of your God, but put no fire under it. So they took the bull which was given them and they prepared it and called on the name of Baal. From morning, even till noon, saying, O Baal, hear us. But there was no voice, no one answered. Then they leaped about the altar which they had made. And so it was at noon that Elijah mocked them and said, Cry aloud, for he is a god. Either he is meditating, or he is busy, or he is on a journey, or perhaps he is sleeping and must be awakened. So they cried out and cut themselves as was their custom, with knives and lances, until the blood gushed out on them. And when midday was passed, they prophesied, until the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice. But there was no voice, no one answered, no one paid attention. Then Elijah said to all the people, Come near to me. So all the people came near to him, and he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. And Elijah took twelve stones, according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob, to whom the word of the Lord had come, saying, Israel shall be your name. Then with the stones, he built an altar in the name of the Lord, and he made a trench around the altar, large enough to hold two seas of seed. And he put the wood in order, cut the bull in pieces, and laid it on the wood, and said, fill four water pots with water, and pour it on the burnt sacrifice and on the wood. Then he said, do it a second time, and they did it a second time. And he said, do it a third time, and they did it a third time. So the water ran all around the altar, and he also filled the trench with water. 36. And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that you are God in Israel, and I am your servant, and that I have done all these things at your word. 37. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that these people may know that you are God and that they have turned their backs to you again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the bond sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the doors, and it leaked up the water that was in the trench. Now when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces, and they said, The Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. And Elijah said to them, Seize the prophets of Baal. Do not let one of them escape. So they seized them, and Elijah brought them down to the brook, Kishon, and executed them there. We'll stop our reading here. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. We all know the background to this story. Um, Elijah had gone, you know, previously in First Kings 17 and said to Ahab, because of the wickedness of you and your wife and, you know, how you have led the nation into such the privity and worship of idols. There will be no rain in Israel except at my word. And after he had said that, he departed. And I probably, I'm sure they must have thought it was a joke. But days were passing, weeks were passing, months were passing, and there was no rain. After a while, they started looking for him. While they were looking for water, they were looking for him. Where we start the story in chapter 18 was where Elijah had said to Obadiah, Okay, let's even go and search for some, you know, some, some foliage so that we can keep our animals alive. You can see that this man's concern wasn't even his people. Do we have a king now that is more concerned about animals than people? Praise the Lord. For those who think I'm just saying, it, when you go read it, it's in 8 verse 5. Okay, let me read it, 18 verse 5. And Ahab said to Abadir, Go into the land, to all the springs of water, and to all the brooks, perhaps we may find grass to keep the horses and moose alive so that we'll not have to kill any livestock. That was his concern. The people were starving, the people were dying. It was not his brother. All the cows. We just want to find grazing roots for them. Okay? Anyway, so this was what was going on until the Lord appeared to Elijah and said, Okay, enough. Enough. I want to, you know, Bring rain to my people because everybody was suffering. And Elijah went and met Obadiah and said to Obadiah, go and tell your master, Elijah is here. And Obadiah said to, to, to Elijah, you want to destroy me? Don't, haven't you heard how you know, I've, I've been you know, obedient and serving the Lord? Long and short, Elijah convinced him, this time around, I want to meet your king. Go and tell him, I'll wait here. So he went and he called Ahab, and when Ahab came, Elijah made the request. He said, go and bring all those prophets, 450 of them, who feed at your table, plus the other 400. Okay, bring them, so 850 of them, and bring the children of Israel, and let's have a conference. Let's meet and review the issues that are before us. That's how we come, we go to 20, where the Bible says, so Ahab sent for all the children of Israel, and they gathered to get on Mount Carmel. And Elijah came to all the people and said to them, How long will you falter between two opinions? If the Lord is God, what, follow him. But if Baal, follow him. But the people answered him, not a word. Now, what we are doing here this morning is that we want to see how Elijah prayed. Okay? Praise the Lord. But we are going to it and we want to take it in as much details. This is what Elijah did. So we find that the first thing he throws up here is this. He said to the people, how long will you be undivided? Child of God, people of God, double-mindedness is a problem. In any matter, in any situation, many of us here who drive, You know, the cause of a lot of accidents is that in the moment of decision, the driver is turning between two opinions. That is what causes most accidents. Because you don't know you're deciding. That is what creates, you know, that final ban. Someone can drive roughly and recklessly and all of that. But if he's bent on what he's doing and the other people are bent on, most times there's no crash. But it's when there is neither here nor there. That's where the problem comes. And spiritually, James chapter 1, James chapter 1 verse 6 to 8, begins to tell us how important it is. He says, let him ask in faith with no doubting, he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind, 7 and 8 please. He said, let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. Doubt. You say he's a double-minded man. This is one of the things that are labeled in the scriptures. A double-minded man. A man who is unstable. A man who is here today and there tomorrow. Who is neither here nor there. You can't say this is where he'll be. You can't say this is the stand you'll take. And, you know, we, we live in a country where I think all our politicians almost fit into that category. You, you can't really say where they are. But I mean, that is okay for them. But for us as Christians, it is something we must, we must guard against. James 4, 8, the same, you know, James talks about, he say draw near to God and he will draw near to you. He say cleanse your hands, you sinners, purify your hearts, you double-minded. He's still talking about the same thing. Why? Because it is something that even our Lord Jesus Christ himself complains about. In Revelation three sixteen, the Lord himself said, I would rather that you are cold or hot. He said, I don't want you to be lukewarm. I don't want you to be in between. You know what that statement implies? The the Lord gave me a bit of an understanding of what He was saying. He said, it is best if you're for God. Praise the Lord. That is the choice that you should take. It is best if you're for God. Then he said, it is better if you're even for the devil. Eh? He said, the worst one you can be. Is neither here nor there. You know why? Because if you're in darkness, then we know that light is coming to bring you out. Didn't he say, I was sent to the Lordship? Praise the Lord. Didn't he say, I've come for what? The sick. Now, if you're sick, if you're, if you're lost, we know we are coming for you. You know, I think it was yesterday, my wife was reading something for me about, you know, the unchurched, some, some persons. There are persons now who are, unquote, Christians, but they're not in church Many of them now you know, They have all kinds of names you, It can be interesting You got born again in church But as you grow It's like somebody now Being born as a human being And after some time I think it's Elon Musk That wants to go to Mars After some time you decide you don't want to live on earth again You want to go and live somewhere They're going to do the trip very soon Is it this year or next year That they're making the trip We're going to find out How they will live there But you see You, you can't you can start up in church, born in church, discipled in church, taught the rudiments of faith in church, then as you grow, you decide that the church is no good anymore. At that stage, can we evangelize you? What can we do to you? We can not do anything. You know what we know, but yet you're not living the life we live. Okay, so that's what our Lord Jesus Christ was trying to say. He says, it's better. You're cold, hot or cold. We know where you are. We can address you. But if you're lukewarm, and that's what the double-minded man is, he's in such a place where you don't know how to treat him. In fact, David in Psalm 119, please you can put Psalm 119, verse 113. He, he used a statement there that i never really taken note of. He said, read really it for me, it's on the screen. What does he say? He said, I hate the double-minded. But I love your law. I hate the double-minded. You see, you and I can begin to appreciate this when we even look closely. To our very personal relationships. You know you have friends that you know that this type of friend and nothing to him. But you also have some friends that you don't understand them. Someday they appear to be for you. Then when they act against you, you're wondering which side are you on? The side is saying, I don't want it. And that was what in Elijah's life he began to address. So the first thing we want to address about prayer is we will not be warned double-minded will not be double-minded we remember that the bible tells us that uh, the book of hebrews say he that comes to god must what believe that he is if you before you come settle it praise the lord settle it that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him so he threw the challenge and said first of all you people need to decide why are you turned between two opinions make a choice And this morning, for you and I, for my prayer and your prayer to be effective, we must make a choice. Who we will what? Believe. Praise the Lord. And then he went on and said something in verse 22. He said to to them, to the people, I alone, then Elijah said to the people, I alone am left a prophet of the Lord, but Baal's prophets are 450 men. Okay? Now, this statement he made, you and I know that if you go to 1 Kings 19, Verse 18, the Lord made a clarification for him. The Lord told him, Elijah, all this while you've been thinking, it's only you. But I have 7,000 who have not bowed their knees, nor kissed bow. So while you're thinking it's only you, they are more than you. But you see, the Lord said to me, that statement he made has the good side and the bad side. You notice at this point there was no response When he said it here, I alone and left And there are 450 of you, you know why? He said, if it is for the purpose of standing for Christ You must have the attitude that it is only you We remember this song um, If no one joins me, still I will follow I've decided to follow Jesus, okay? If you follow Jesus, okay? If, you're, if you want to grow in this faith And you're thinking that there are 13 of us going. You will not make it. You know why? Because there is no guarantee that before the end of the day, one out of the 13 will drop out. So the right and safe attitude is what? That I am going. If no one joins me, still what? I will go. So on that side of it, it was necessary that Elijah saw himself alone. And it's also the same thing in our prayer life. You must decide I agree. And this is where agreement comes in a group. Where everybody believes. And then when we come together, there is what? Corporate belief. Praise the Lord. So he said it here and he flew. But when he said it in First Kings 19, he didn't fly. God now had to say to him, look Elijah, it's not only. Let me show you why he didn't fly. In First Kings nineteen fourteen. let me show you why he didn't fly there. The negative side of it. He said, Elijah said, I have been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts. Because the children of Israel have what? Forsaken your covenant, covenant turned down your altars, and killed your prophets with a sword. I alone am left, and they seek to take my life. When you start looking at it from the angle of the enemy has finished us, God will sing back. Hold it there he's not that powerful praise the lord this is what happens when children of god are facing temptations and they conclude that god is no longer working. there is no miracle nothing someone said is it a song or a word it says ian word can still word shall the truth is that miracles happen every day praise the lord The God we serve is a miracle-working God. He works miracles in the lives of his children every day. And if you haven't experienced one, be expectant, you will in the name of Jesus. But to stay in a place where you think that nothing is, I say, they've killed all the prophets. God said they have not killed all the prophets. There are 7,000. Obadiah talked about 100. He didn't even know. 7,000 who had not bowed their knees. And God called them his reserve praise the lord somebody so no matter how bad the situation appears never imagine that the devil is more effective than he is so there is the positive side of i alone where it is to push forward but when it comes to the hour of discouragement don't imagine that it is you the bible says this suffering is being what this trial is being experienced what by your brothers all over all over praise the lord Okay, so he, 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 he let that out for us. So in the place of prayer, because you're going to have situations where you're trusting God, you're praying for something, and you come out from prayer, you come out from church, and the very news you hear contradicts and opposes and challenges what you pray to God for. If you were hoping for people to agree with you, immediately your faith begins to weaken. Are you with me? Or maybe you go to the doctor and they say this is the report and that is the report. If you're waiting for who to concur with you, you'll be discouraged. At that point, you must have the attitude Elijah had. He said, "You are because this is what happened there. He said to them, you are 450. I am one. Okay, so whether the symptoms, whether uh, 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 the prognosis, whether the uh, bank alert, whether the economic situation, count them if they're up to 450 and there is just one with me on the side of the Lord, I'm ready to go forward in this battle. Somebody say amen. amen. Praise the Lord. So that's the second thing we pick from Elijah in this account. And then he said to them, give us two boats, let them choose one, and let them call upon the name of the Lord. Put no fire on there. And the God who answers by fire, we will know that he is God. And they said, okay, it is well spoken. We've noted here in this uh, account that for the prophets of Baal to agree to this challenge, they must have had experiences where they called on their God and he, unquote, answered by what? By fire. You don't agree. I can't call you now and say we're going to do a test now and that this is what we're going to do. And then if this happens, I'm right if this happens. If it's something you've never done before, you say no. Am I right? You, you won't agree to that test. For them to have agreed to the test meant that they thought it was possible. Okay? But little did they know that the moment God is brought into the equation, He decides that no one else will glory in His presence. I think it was last Sunday that I said that it has pleased God to allow some of his powers to be exercised in different places. But when he comes into the equation, he makes it a no-fly zone. Praise the Lord somebody. He shuts everything down and only he can speak. And I pray that will be the situation in your life in Jesus' name. Okay, so he said to them and they agreed. And then they, they began What what I want us to pick, you know, from what the prophets of Baal did here is this. Very important. He said to them, choose. So, 26 says, so they took the bull which was given to them. They prepared it. And then they began to call on the name of Baal. And they said, Baal, hear us. But there was no voice. No one answered. Then they leaped about the altar which they made. And so it was at noon that Elijah said to them, cry aloud, do something more. Okay? And up to 28, they began to cut themselves i want us to note here as believers very important that when you hear prayer praise the lord when you hear the word prayer don't think that prayer is exclusive to you some of us here may have had some different backgrounds some of us may have had um, you know celeb background some of us may have had an um, occultic background some of us may have had um, you know obonia, canker you know um all kinds of background. When, 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 when I was in school, when I when, uh, Pirates confraternity, these songs that we sing, praising God, you know what we used to do? We used to take the songs and turn it round. God is merciful, Lou. You know, we turn the songs round and instead of praising God, we are mocking Him. Okay? Now, people come from different areas. Singing is singing. People sing, people pray. The same way, you know, prayer is an act. So, the same way I say, I'm singing. It doesn't mean I'm praising God. Is someone getting what I'm saying? It doesn't mean I'm praising God. I'm singing. I'm eating. It's just an act. So you have to get into the details of it to really now interpret what you're doing. The point I want to make here is that the prophets of Baal were praying. So when next you say, I'm praying, okay, you need to push further and ask yourself, what manner of prayer am I praying? Because what we saw in James 5, 16 was what? The effective fervent prayer of what? The right, there is the prayer of the wicked that the Bible says is an abomination. It is still prayer, but it's an abomination causing prayer. Is someone get what I'm saying, the blind man who was, whose eyes uh, were healed by Jesus said, God does not hear what? Sinners. So, but they pray. I want you to see the angle. Because what we see from the the experience of this prophet of Baal is that on their side, they did everything. But Baal could not answer. There was no voice. There was no response. Now, the truth, unfortunately, that is the truth, is that many Christians are in that state where they do a lot of things, but there is no answer. And because there is no answer, look at the progression here. Okay? In 26, they said, 26, they began to call. Baal, hear us. There was no voice. They leaped about the altar. Which they made There are still no voice By 28 They increased their volume Are you with me? They cried aloud now And then what else did they do? When voice was not enough They wanted to bring sight You know it's called sight and sound If you can't hear us At least when you see us bleeding You know it's an emergency So they started cutting themselves That he will come quickly Okay But still he did not come Now let's leave the prophet about Do you know that many in Christian circles Are following that manner in prayer? So you're living your life, you wake up at 3, you know, or go naked or face a Rock or climb mountain. You see, some of those things are manifestations of lack of relationship. Is someone hearing me? They are progression. Why do people engage in theatrics? Why do you, how many of us have ever shouted to their wives, you know, your wife is preparing food and she brings the food, you know, and it comes to you. And then you shout, give me food. Will anybody say that? If she's doing it, you see that your volume is you know, low, your temperance is under control. A lot of the theatrics we see amongst Christians is because there is no communication, there is no relationship. So we, we engineer things. So you see positions, you see actions, you see all kinds of things. It is, the Lord said that is what is happening here. They started crying, they started leaping, they started jumping. He if I say, please shift, make I sit down. What was that? The, way, the one they say in a mall, where, uh, is this too late? So, 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 Abby, if you just say so and the person moves, what will happen? You just, but if you say so and the person doesn't, you say so, so. <laughs> and when you shout and it doesn't move, what does it get into? That, that's what it is. He said, look at these people. That's what the Lord said. He said there's a lot of ineffective prayer. And they call it all kinds of names. They call it breakthrough prayer. Are you in bondage? They call it prophetic prayer. What do you mean by prophetic prayer? The prophetic word noun has been given to us. It's the word of God. Do you understand? They call it yoke-breaking prayer. Uh-uh. What's yoke? Do you understand what I'm saying? You, you need, to, you know, you need to, to interview some of these things. Ask yourself why? Because we saw, we're going to see what, what, what Elijah did. But we're seeing what the prophets of Baal did. And notice something there, very important, that you know, I, I won't face to tell you here. There's something there. It says, they prophesied. Where is that? It says, they prophesied until, thank you, verse 29. It says, when midday was passed, they prophesied until the time of the offering. They prophesied. It's not me calling it anything. It is whether they're answering me. You know, there are people that just have gotten into this, this unquote, you know, spiritual, uh, dramatic Christianity. Where if somebody says to you, you know, ah, the Lord is with you, God bless you, you don't feel it. If the person says, I prophesy to you, the word prophesy does not add anything to what is being said. It might sound in your ear spiritual. And the truth is this, people of God, being spiritual is simply walking in obedience. Do you understand? The Bible says, if we live in the spirit, let us walk in what? In the spirit. Being spiritual has nothing to do with sound. It has nothing to do with time. It has nothing to do with volume. It has nothing to do with that. Being spiritual is that God is spirit. And those who worship Him must what? worship in spirit and in truth. If you are worshiping the spirit God in spirit and truth, you're spiritual. Whether your volume is loud, or whether it's 5 a.m. in the morning, or whether it's 2 a.m. in the night, there's nothing wrong with the timing. But when the relationship is not right, those times mean nothing. In fact, those times are more effective for the native doctors who that is their time. Their time is the hour of darkness. But the kingdom you belong to, day and night is the same to him. Do you understand? The native doctors have to operate in the dark. That's the short time that is given to them. The same way the Bible, if you read the Bible, you know, Nigel is learning from the Bible. The Bible tells us how in the day God makes the wild animals to sit down. Then when it is dark, he asks them, okay, go and fetch your food. You know, lions hunting in the dark. Most of the carnivorous animals, they're hunting in the dark. That's when he gives them permission. The same way, that little time he has given the occultics. To operate in the night. So it's okay to pray in the night. But don't think that that is the only time. It's only the wicked that have only that time. Do you understand what I'm saying? Anyway, the prophets of Baal they shouted. And they added something. They added another thing and they added, and that's how they're adding for us. And we Christians are being deceived, we are being carried away. We go to that place, we go to that place. What are you going to that place? You're carrying the Holy Ghost. The Bible says, With joy, you'll draw what water out of the wells of salvation. Where is the well of salvation? It says, Out of your belly shall flow what rivers of living water. And he said, He was speaking of the Spirit, which was going to be given to those who believe in Him. So, if you believe in Him, neither on that man mountain on that mountain you need to go you need to find god inside of you you're not a bow worshiper these people were they, they they produce theatrics, tricks and that is what is moving people i told them not to put any funny picture of me the other day i saw one please don't don't there's some things that are private you see pictures of my wife and i on, on social media right but why would i put pictures of my wife and i in in, in the intimate moments so the same way, why will I, in particular moment with God, take it and put publicly? It's somebody tears are rolling down my eyes, and then you now snap me, or I now go lie down and take one position, snap me, and put for the world to see? What are they seeing it for? To comment or to think I spoke to God? If I spoke to God, rain will fall. The effectiveness of the prayer is in the answer. It's not in the theater. Is someone getting what I'm saying? The prophets are bad they prophesied they lived they had the motion i think someone sang this song. and said you got the motion they had the motion they had everything they had the volume you know they had all the positions and listen to me people of god i've said the reason they did that thing was that it had been working but when the true god got involved they saw that all of that was emptiness All of that was nothing. It had no value, spiritually. It had no value. In fact, the Bible talks of our Lord Jesus Christ. It said he would not even raise his voice. Praise the Lord. When he met the madman, one of the toughest demonic manifestations he met, the madman of Gadarin, before he spoke, the man was falling. I get what I'm saying. That's where you want to get to. Where you carry. We carry the presence of the Lord. The Bible says in the book of Psalms, it says the sea saw it and fled. He said the mountains saw it and skipped like rams. He said the trees were divided. Why? When you carry the presence, the theater reduces. Now, am I saying that there are moments that you won't have to? There'll be seasons where you'll be taking over according as the Lord desires. But if you do it every day, it becomes what you call religion. It becomes what you whine. It becomes unrealistic. If you have a friend, it's not every time you chat with a friend on the phone that you use the same tone. Depending on what is being discussed. Depending on the matter. Depending on the situation. Depending on the time of day. Depending on what you're calling for. It will determine that. That's the thing. But when at every point in time. And these people, the prophets of Baal did it. You know why? Because there was no connection on the other side. And they started cutting themselves. Why? Because they had to draw something. Unfortunately for them, till they finished, there was nothing. No produce. So it was an ineffective prayer. May we be delivered from ineffective prayers. In the name of Jesus. Spiritual sounding jargons. Someone goes and tells you he's bringing prayer point from Ezekiel. Lamentations and turns it and says, there was one I saw, my heart bled. He said it was special prayer for your marriage. And he said, go and uncouple me, you know, from the cost from where they're holding my marriage. You know, about 28 prayer points. Just to marry. And you forget that in the Bible, how many of those prayers did Esther? Okay, Esther, Isaac's wife, Rebecca. How many did they pray? you understand? And then you're busy. That's why they will come out and everybody's an enemy. Whoever is holding my marriage, I I decouple, I break, I lose. Prophets of Baal. Prophets of Baal. The Bible says, if a man pleases the Lord, if a man's voice pleases the Lord, even, 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 what it means is that he's already pleased, he will take care of you, but even your enemies. Do you understand what I'm saying? There is a one side to this, but I want to show it in detail, so it's not just that this pastor is saying it. The one side we saw, I can get ahead of myself. He said the effective, fervent prayer of what? The most important percentage of that statement is the righteous man. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's why people will pray those 28 prayer points and still be sleeping around. Because in all their prayers, they're not seeing anything. Fornication is not a problem. Adultery is not a problem. But they want to uncouple marriage. Uh, Please, I have it on my phone. Give me my phone. I I screen saved it. May somebody be delivered. John, I saw it. I said, what wickedness is this? What wickedness. And I can understand if these things are happening and it's not in church. But this is church. How can they do that to us? How can they do that to God's people? But you know what I'm talking about. You know, say 17 prayer points for your prosperity. You know, 50 prayer points for this. And you're calling them one by one, like you're shooting dagger. I mean, it's it's not here. It's not. No, it's not there. They said Elijah. What it means is that he's our example. Isn't it? He's our example. And we don't see him doing all of that. But who we see doing that are the prophets of Baal. They go to special places. What are you going to a special place? If you're going there for sanctification, if you're going there to grow in godliness, then I can understand. The Bible says, seek ye first word. The kingdom of righteousness. Seek. Seek means pursue. Pursue. Make effort. You say, be diligent to show yourself approved unto God. If that is what we should exercise, energy. There are some things you don't waste your energy on. I'm telling you what I know. I've had some, some, I don't know if you remember, there was some time we gave some people the church to use some time ago. Even every time we give people the church to use, even the people that use the main auditorium, the, the they're trying to prophesy. To, what are you prophesying to me for? I'm a son of the father. We talk. Do you understand? We talk. Someone came some time ago, and when he finished, he said, "There are some people close to you. You have to be careful with them. You have to be very careful. It's trying to sow the spirit of suspicion." And then the next thing they say, "I have seven prayer, special prayer points to pray for you." I, I, no, I am a son of the Father. Do you understand? The, the, my neighbors don't introduce my need to my Father. Do you understand? If I have a need, I live in the house, except I'm living outside. Then I can send a message. Do you understand what I'm saying? These are things that have come in. And the Lord says, Sit here. Sit here. They had everything right. But the problem was that these people were not contacting God. He said there was no voice, no one answered. But they were busy continually. They are changing their voice. Some like the Raka Kucha Yakaba. Some of you are laughing. You've seen it. I haven't actually seen it, but, you know. I mean, w- w- what is that? The effective, fervent prayer of what? A righteous man. So you call brother so-so to pray for you. You know, Someone like Pastor Patience. Now, her prayer is just sweet, but it's so gentle. When you finish, you feel like <laughs> the devil won't hear that one. Let me ask you. I have a, I think is a, whose writing is so horrible? But you know what? When he writes you his check, The bank pays. Because the bank does not respond to writing. It responds to signature and balance. No matter how beautiful your handwriting is, if there is no money in the account, (laughs) so they cried loud. They went louder. They caught themselves as was their custom with knives and lances until the blood gushed out. And when midday was passed, they prophesied until the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice. I'm in mean, verse 29. But there was no voice. No one answered. No one paid attention. That's what I want you to see. And you shouldn't pay attention as well. The enemy we have is a spirit as well. Do you understand? He's a spirit. Even basically, come down to the level of animals. To dogs. Dogs know who they're back at. Do you understand? It's not your size. Dogs know. Somehow they know you're afraid. Do you understand? These things are spiritual. So no one paid attention. No one answered. Elijah said to them, okay, time up. It's getting to the time. And that is what I'm praying, that you and I will say time up to those wastages. To those dissipations of energy. Do you understand? Don't spend your time. Don't waste your time. God, you can't have a continuous life of just banging on God, banging on God as if he doesn't hear you can't make you can make a career of it. Nobody, you don't find out in the scriptures. He's for us. God is for us. God commended His love for us. That while we were yes, sinners, He died for us. He says, "Your heavenly Father, what knows the things that you have need of, even before you ask." Note: It's not that you're a senator. It's not that you're a governor. He's the one who is interested in you. He's your father, you're his son. We can see how a president said his first cousins are somewhere. So he's building railway to them. Do you understand? If a man can take care of his first cousins, do you think the father will not take care of his children? Some of you are not living in Nigeria. Okay, so all the people came near to him, verse 30, and see prayer. I want you to see spiritual prayer. He said he repaired the altar of the Lord that was what? Broken down. (laughs) He repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. That was broken down. That is part of prayer. Sometimes, I told you here the account I had, you know, when I took, obtained by a pastor's power. A brother's car that he gave me. Let me say he gave me. Where the next day, I could not move. You know why? For genuine prayer to take place, the altar has to be repaired. And you know what that altar speaks about? It talks about clear conscience. Repairing the altar talks about repentance. It talks about where you are in sync with God. I can't pick up my phone and start talking. I have to call. Do you understand? And when I call, if you don't answer, I can't talk. Repairing the altar talks about searching my heart. The Bible says, God does not hear sinners. It is the privilege of relationship that when you come to God, if there are things out of place in your life, He will first deal with it. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? If there are things out of place, you'll first deal with it. Our brother here told us that God told him, I can't speak with you, your mouth is smelling. He was taking alcohol. So God said, no, we can't continue. Okay? The same way, when you and I come to God, He said, a lighter repair the altar. It talks about the relationship. That's what begins to make a difference between the prayer of the wicked, the prayer of the occult, occultist, the prayer of the, you know, whoever it is, the native doctor. Nobody goes to a native doctor and they first tell him, you know, you lied, you sinned, you did all of that. No, whatever you want, they give to you and you give them what they want. But when you come to God, he demands, he says, if we say we have no sin, we lie. Isn't it? But he says, if we confess our sins, what? He's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us. From all what on righteousness you know why he has to make that provision if he doesn't make that provision we can't relate with him he's a holy god he's a righteous god and then like we referred already he said he does not hear sinners the only prayer that god hears from sinners is the prayer of confession are you getting it now so elijah prayer is repairing the altar so if every day If every afternoon, every morning, you're going somewhere. And they tell you how to build up your life. How to make that altar strong. How to make that relationship better. Do you know what? You're already praying 78% of the prayer. Because they told us in mathematics, it's not so much the final figure you put as the answer that gives you the point. It is the workings. Because when you get the workings right, they know that ideally you should conclude well. So he first repaired. Notice the other people took and started jumping. He went and started repairing. It is relationship. Let me say relationship. And then when it gets into the, the, that relationship, maybe it can actually just be you born again, your child of God. Then the next part of it is fellowship. Where you are with him constantly. Where you can say like our Lord Jesus Christ says, He said he that sent me was, is always with me. That is where fellowship comes in. He's always with me. Why? He said, because I always would do those things that please him. That is where your prayer now ceases to be what you do one hour in the morning or in the night anytime you pray. It begins to be your 24 hours. So you want to take a step that you could take. But you know that this step is out of sync with your prayer. So you don't take the step. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? He repaired the altar. It was broken down. The issue was not killing the bull. It was not making noise. It was none of that. Why? The Bible says in Acts 3 verse 19, it says, repent and be converted. That was times of refreshing. If we don't turn away, And that's why the way this thing is, if you really want to pray, you will make heaven. You know why? Every day you go to the Lord in prayer, he gets you ready for heaven. You know, there's this thing, we, we said it here about people being afraid of death. You can't be afraid of death. For me, let me tell you, every time I go to pray, I actually die because I go to meet him. Do you understand? If there are things I have to confess, I have to confess. If there are areas I have to say help, if you really pray, you can't be afraid. You know why? Because you're in his presence. If you genuinely pray, that's what I'm saying. Because anytime you go before him, you see the Holy Spirit addresses everything. He addresses your attitude. He addresses, he says, mind you, this area, look at what, look at, be careful here, you know. And then you're just putting everything right, putting everything right. Before you know it, there is nothing else. You just say, Father, I thank you. The psalmist said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not want. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's where the thing works. So he's putting you in place. He's telling you be careful of pride. He say, "I don't like the way you spoke to that brother the other day. I don't like the way you spoke." He said this is happening. Those are all the things that matter. You know why? Before you came to him, it was the father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Before you came to him. That's why I can't understand how you'll be here as a man. We're celebrating and we're getting into many other authorities. As a man, and you mistreat your wife. That one, they gave us the expo. Didn't they give us the expo in that one? He said, Husbands, what? Dwell with your wives with what? Understanding. <laughs> as being what? He said, Is it first callers? weaker As unto the weaker vessels. Okay? That your prayer may not be in as being co-heard. is the secret of what I'm trying to teach you. These are things that block prayer. So a husband that is not honoring, loving the wife can shout, waste of time. The prayers are being hindered, not by volume, but by him, what? Not dwelling with the wife with understanding. That is deep. That is where the labor is. You understand? To the women also, he says, Wives, submit to your husbands as what? As unto the. As, a, as Sarah submitted, calling him Lord. So y- when you come as a woman to the Lord, your husband is head. If you have called your head Oriobe, what's Oriobe? Don't tell me what it means. Uh-huh. If you have dislocated your head and you now go to Jesus, who is another head, he will run. He doesn't want you to also. It, these are things about prayer. So, so when you say somebody's a man of prayer or woman of prayer, it's not the volume. It's not That's why I will never stand here and tell you how many minutes or seconds I pray. It's not your business. What you should see is my lifestyle. It's my life If my lifestyle doesn't show it, what I'm doing is balish prayers. If I'm not being changed, the songwriter says, "How can I stand here with you and not be changed by you? If I see him, he will change me. If I see him, I will have confidence in the face of trouble. That's why Corona didn't fear me. Because I see him. I see him more than I see see a national Corona committee. (laughs) That's the way it works. So he repaired the altar. Elijah, they're selling us. Look at how he prayed. This is how he prayed, people of God. He made sure the relationship was solid. He fixed it. And then after he fixed it, something interesting, our time is gone, we may have to stop. After he fixed it, you know what he started doing? The test was what? Fire. The probability of fire increases with the dryness of the environment, isn't it? But because this man had sorted something, what did he demand? He said, bring water and pour. He said, pour water, you know why? When the relationship is solid, when the fellowship is tight water becomes fuel. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? The Christian who knows that, the Bible is so sweet. It says those who know their God, what will happen? they shall be what strong and carry out great exploits. When you know your relationship with God, there is nothing the world throws at you that will shake you. You know, that's why Elijah said to, to Ahab, as the Lord God lives, before whom, I not I visit, I stand. Before whom I stand. What he was telling them there is this. I fixed the altar. Pour water. That is the attitude you, you, you should have concerning troubles when you have your ways right with God. There is nothing to learn when you come to God except trust and obedience. When you trust and obey, you can dare whoever. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? This is a simple scripture. He said, pour water. They poured the first one. He said, pour again. They poured the second one. He said, pour again. You know why? He knew that water cannot stop God when God sends fire. People of God, when God commands, we sang the song, if Jesus says yes, nobody, no element, the Bible tells us in the book of Galatians about when we were children, how we're subject to the elements of this world. You see, at a stage in your Christian life, You should actually run from trouble. But there is a stage you get in your Christian life. You won't look for trouble. But you will know that these light afflictions, they do what? They work for you a far heavier weight of glory. In simple words, afflictions are under your employment. So when they rise up against you in your office, you don't have a bad attitude you go in your closet and you start singing because something good is about to happen. Something great is about to happen. God is planning something wonderful for me. You know what? Because you know you're no longer under the elements. I think that's Galatians 4.3 or so. I'm not sure. Please, if it's not, they leave it. Do you understand? You, you, you know that, that is what he's talking about. E- Elijah said water should stop fire. But the level I'm at, he said water cannot suffer. So that's why he did it. Whereas the other side, ba, they were looking for as much help to help what they were doing. This one who had faith was bearing every situation. And God being God. You see, children of God, because of time, I have to round up. You have come to worship the omnipotent God. Sometimes it's difficult to comprehend it, but you just need to walk every day. To help you know that God is almighty. Praise the Lord. God is what? Almighty. God can do all things. God created all things. God sustains all things. Even the wicked. He made them for what? For the display of his power. He did all of that. So you you remind yourself that. And as you do that, it, it, it helps you. To pray better. Because that is what is happening here. So he said, pour water, pour water. When they finish, pour water, verse 36. It says, and it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice. That Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. He was calling the God of covenant. He was calling the God who was faithful. He was calling the God who had reached out to man and said, I will walk together with you. He was the one who said to Abraham, walk before me and be blameless. Today we would not we would call God God of Abraham Isaac and Israel, but more than all of that, we will call the God and Father of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. In Jesus, we even have a better covenant, because when He went to that cross, as uh, Elijah here was going to the altar, the altar that the Lord receives before now was the altar where Abraham Abraham took Isaac. And he said to Abraham, Because you have done this thing, in blessing I will bless you. That was a blessing that flowed down to Isaac and Israel. But for us now, on the cross, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ said, It is finished. What he was saying was that everything needed to make these ones as much your sons as I am, I have finished it. And now he has made a new and living way, created an access by which you and I can come to the Father. That's why Lord Jesus Christ says, whatsoever you ask the Father in my name. You know why? Because when God sees you, ideally he should see me. Whatever you ask him in my name, he will answer you. Why? Because whatever I asked him, he answered me. But my name is not a sound. My name is a nature. My name is what? It's not a sound. We also got that one right. It's not the volume of the Jesus. No, it is the spirit. In which spirit are you praying? So when I'm praying, in which spirit am I praying? What is the bottom line? That's what Jesus' name is. I've come to establish a kingdom. My kingdom is not of this world. I've come, my kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. All of that is my nature. It's my agenda. Okay, better so you can say in my agenda. Is somebody getting... So when I say in the name, I'm saying this thing is in line with the agenda of Jesus. So, so you begin to imagine where the, the uh, drug dealers and the armed robbers, how they're able to pray. And people pray for them. You know, churches pray for these people. Okay. You, you wonder. So, will you say, as I, as I shift this, you know, consignment of drug, let it arrive, let it arrive Bangkok, let it sell well, well. Eh? Okay. To advance whose agenda? That's the way prayer is. Prayer is, let this advance. So, I'm being challenged in a situation in the office. And you go to the Lord in prayer. I say, Lord, you know, in this office, I'm known by your name have honored you, have stood by your name. Let this their plan, let this their plot not work, so that your name can be what? Lifted high. Let's rise on our feet. Father, we thank you. 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 Thank you that I'm on your side. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for calling me to pray. Thank you, O Lord, for bringing me into this relationship, that I can even have the basis to come. It says, access has been granted to us through the blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus. That I can have this assurance also, that when I come, I obtain mercy. And then I find grace to help in the time of need. That I'm coming in not as an imposter, but my name is noted where you are. But the Bible says, you have inscribed my name upon the palms of your hand. I want you to begin to thank the Lord this morning for the privilege of prayer. For the privilege of prayer. God says, by this, you can change situations. By this, I can intervene in your life. By this, I can interact with you. By this, you will never be left alone. By this, you can change things, even in your country, in your nation. That's why even as a country, you and I must rise up, like our dad keeps telling us, and stand as one man. And say, Lord, here I am. You hear prayers. You will hear my prayers because I come in your name. Elijah said, Let it be known this day that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant and that I've done all these things at your word. He's putting a lot of things there. First of all, he's saying, Every prayer that I'm praying here is for your glory. Time will fail me to let you understand that if you want to be certain of any prayer, just make sure that glory. All the glory will go to him. All the glory belongs to him. Just be certain of that. Because it says, my glory, I will not. I will not share with another. I will not give it to graven images. I will not let the things that should be for my praise be used for the praise of idols and statues. I will honor you. Let this be known that you are God in Israel. And that I am your servant. And that I have done all these things at your word. So what are we going to pray as we round up this morning, people of God? First of all, you're going to thank the Lord that I'm your child. That I have the access. The servants of Baal, they had no access. That I have access. That I have access. That you are my God and I'm your child. That you know me by name. The blood has washed me. I'm acceptable in the beloved. I count. I'm in the number of the children of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank Him, begin to thank Him for that. And if you're here yet, and then you are not even yet born again, your name is not in His book as a son, your name is there as creation, then you don't have this access. Then quickly you can actually make yourself one of those that will have this access. You have never surrendered your life to Jesus, you have never asked Him to save you, you have never asked Him to forgive you your sins, there is no reconciliation. The altar is broken. In fact, there was no altar even, not to talk of being broken. There is no altar. Then I can pray with you anywhere you are. I can raise your hands, so I pray with you anywhere before while we'll continue to pray. Are you here? You have never surrendered your life to Jesus. You have never asked him to come and wash you with his blood. You have not asked him to write your name in the book of life. Then we can do this, do it this morning. Yes, this morning you can. Jesus is here to save you. And then you can go from here knowing that you have the right and you have the access to him. Raise your hand so I can see you if you're here. It doesn't matter. You may have come with someone or maybe this is not even your first time in church. You can raise your hand and make that decision. Father, we thank you. Praise the Lord. Okay, so next thing we're going to pray is this. Elijah said, let it be known this day that you are God in Israel. You're going to pray to the Lord. Let it be known. Our Lord Jesus teaching us to pray. The first line of prayer was our Father which had in heaven. What? Hallowed be your name. You're going to go to the Lord. And no matter what the situation, circumstance had been hitherto. You see, the beautiful thing about the glory of God is that God is glorified even in the repentance of sinners. Jesus saved the thief on the cross for his glory. That's how he showed his greatness. Are you understanding what I'm saying? He, he brought salvation. He brought salvation. Paul the Apostle was saying that he, though he was a chief of sinners, God showed also his power and his mercy. So it doesn't matter the angle where you're coming from. Maybe the things you heard have made you feel, what have I been doing? I've not been praying that right. Then God will glorify his name in your life by turning things around. And you enter into that place of sweet fellowship. Where you call and someone hears and he answers, I want you to ask the Lord, glorify your name in my life. Glorify your name in my Christian walk. Glorify your name. Lord, I turn from what is not true. I make a U-turn. The word repentance means making a U-turn. I used to think it was this way. Or maybe there's a lifestyle you're living and you know that this lifestyle cannot carry prayer. Prayer is first of all your lifestyle, the same thing as worship. It is the life you live before the words you say. Lord help me that in my life, in my life, your name will be glorified. That your name will be glorified. I want you to extend that prayer to my country. Lord, in my generation, in my office, in my family, in my neighborhood make me a vessel of glory 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 let my parents thank God because of you let my children thank God because of you let my friends say what a wonderful work God has done in his life let my business partners thank God because of you Lord make me a wonder you called me light let my light shine In the name of Jesus Christ. The final one we are going to pray is the one that you will go with. It is what they said about Elijah. He said, Elijah, though he had a nature like ours, his prayers were answered. I want you to pray this prayer earnestly. Lord, I want to be one whose prayers will be answered. Our Lord Jesus Christ said, the Father always... I want you to ask anything in my life That hinders my prayer life That hinders my effectiveness in prayer People of God, that is where there is power The truth is that all the noise some people are making in Nigeria now Is because they have occultic power Sunday always oh, occultic power The lot of the people that are doing ESN is occultic power That's what they are making noise with. But you and I have the genuine power And that is why you know that nothing good can come from those people because the devil can never work what is good. But we are saying, Lord, use us, the righteous. Let us bring peace. Let us bring unity. Let us bring love. Let us be emissaries that quieten the sound of war, the sound of hatred, the sound of, you know, uh, wickedness in our generation. I want to be a man, a woman, a boy, a girl whose prayers matter when I'm found in an environment. People of God, Paul stood up in a ship that was going to be shipwrecked and said to them, God has given you your lives because of me. Lord, I want to be that one. That is the power I seek. Lord, empower me. Let the businesses that I work for, let the uh, government, let the uh, whatever institutions prosper. Let my own work prosper. Let everywhere I'm found, let me live a blessing. Lord, I want to carry you everywhere I go thank you father thank you father we give you praise we give you praise and in my own life let your presence be manifest let everything I do bear witness to the blessing that you are pleased with me that you are my God let favor answer to me in the name of Jesus Christ let the double doors open to me because I carry your presence. Lord, let me, O oh Lord, glow with your beauty so that only the man who also sees your face can come. Father, we thank you. Lord, we worship you. Thank you, O oh Lord our God. For in Jesus Christ's name we have prayed. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus
0: you've been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church we are sure you've been blessed we invite you to worship with us at Eden Center Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near next Kashinkari, Abuja for telephone 9 290 or 703 Double eight four zero four. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org. God bless you.